So we're back today, and one of the things we wanted to go back to and talk about was how do you know that it's God that you're hearing when you do hear his voice? Yeah, that's one of the questions that we get asked a lot, but it was also recently asked on uh, one of our uh, social media sites. Uh, somebody saying, well, how do I know it's God? I mean, I, I think it was a, maybe a post on one of the YouTube links or mm-hmm. something. How do I know that's God? Where, you know, where does that, you know, how can I be sure? And I think that's a big question people ask. You know, like we talked about in the last episode, um, I didn't think I could hear. Right. And yet I was hearing all along. Yeah. So. And that was really a surprise to you when you realized it was really just semantics almost. You know, it was just yeah. verbiage. And that verbiage can really confuse you when you hear, when someone shares with you how they hear. Yeah, and I think I think when we use language like God spoke to me or I heard God say, we have this tendency to think of that in the realm of absolutes, uh, that he literally spoke just like you and I are speaking, and we hear him with our, our ears, our natural ears, right. when, when it's not necessarily true. So what happened for me is when I realized the way I heard, or one of the ways I heard, because since then I've realized I hear lots of ways, right. um, it was eye-opening because even as a pastor, um, you know, sharing a weekly message, I was hearing him in the Word. Yeah, That wasn't, I mean, you think of it as real basic. I'm reading the Bible. How do I know that's God? That may be one of the easiest ways to know God speaking to you is yeah. when you're reading his Word and it comes alive to you. It's not just about reading it. That's him speaking too. Yeah, but it, it comes alive. You see something in it. You understand something in it that has meaning and fruit in your life. That's a really good indication you're hearing from God. The, yeah. the, 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 the uh, demonic world is not going to inspire you to better things and to greater things yeah. uh, out of the Word. It's going to condemn. and Yeah, and, and question, you question yourself sometimes when yeah. you, you know, may really be hearing God. Uh, it, today I was reading an article or a blog post of a young man who was actually um, very impressed. He was at a church, and there was a an experience that he had where they went from 40 youth to 120 youth. It was a huge explosion in growth, and, um, you know, he, it was, he said he was so excited to be there. And while, one day while they were praying, this lady came up to him and said, I feel God's called you into ministry and that you're going to serve in full-time ministry. And he loved that. I mean, he was really hooked by that. But then he found himself um, not, he, he did it because someone told him that's what they saw him doing. He didn't really wait for confirmation. And I think it's so important that when we do hear, or when we are feeling like we're hearing something, that we don't just go on a whim or just because someone else has told us that. I do believe that God is active and that he is speaking to his people. But we do have to exercise wisdom. There's um, a Bible verse that comes to mind is uh, there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Right. And so before you just say, oh, I think I'll go into full-time ministry, you know. Now, this young man has shared that he did that for several years and is now back in a job marketplace, but he's still ministering. He's just doing it in a different perspective. Well, what does ministry mean? See, this is the whole thing with language and words. What does ministry mean is ministry... 
full-time vocational ministry or full-time service as a minister in whatever area you're already functioning, marketplace, education, right. etc. Because somebody says to you, the Lord says you're going to go full-time in ministry, that doesn't mean vocational ministry, pastoring or youth pastoring or worship leader. It doesn't mean that. But we we assume the meaning of words. And I think that's why confirmation is a big deal for us. Okay, and we haven't really gotten off track. We're we're really saying we're not talking about oh what is how do you define ministry? We're really no. you're we're really talking about how are you interpreting what you're hearing. And how do you know it's God? It can be God yes. and our interpretation of it be off and then suddenly we don't feel like it was God yes. because we miss the understanding. Now that's in a very direct thing, somebody saying something to us. Yeah. But in a way, that's one of the reasons when we you know did for what, three years uh, uh, Dream Stories podcast mm-hmm. that we talked about dreams predominantly, if not exclusively, um, one of the things I love about dreams is it it functions or serves in a way as part of your confirmation that this was God. Because the example you read about where somebody came up to the young man and said, you're supposed to go into full-time ministry, that's what we call a prophetic declaration or revelatory statement. From And in a sense, if I was telling you that, it would be, me hearing God, having a conversation with my Creator, me hearing that voice, that feeling, that impression, that understanding of communication, mm-hmm. I'm I'm receiving it, and then I'm telling you what it means. I'm interpreting it, I'm hearing it, I'm interpreting it, I'm delivering it. Yeah. When we talk about a dream, and, and a, a, it serves as part of its own interpretation or, or confirmation because you hear, you get the dream. So the communication or conversation with the Creator mm-hmm. is between you and your Creator, yeah. you and God. Yeah. When you share the dream with me, I'm helping you to understand what does the dream mean? What right. does so something inside of you has to connect with it, yeah, for it to have real meaning, right? And and so you, your spirit already knows what that dream means, right? And when I share an interpretation, it brings a confirmation that was God, right. and I know what it means now, and so I love that. But that can happen not just with dreams; that can happen with any way we hear. We we get. Uh, an affirmation, a confirmation, multiple sources. You know, we have a dream about it. Somebody shares it with us as a word. I have a feeling, just a gut feeling, et cetera. But it it touches me. It it yeah. makes a connection with me. Well, and, uh, you know, I said there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. So even if we are at a place where we're hearing and we feel like we're hearing, we're pretty confident, and then maybe someone gives us a word or maybe we're just stirred up emotionally like that young man was, he was excited about what was happening. Now, he now says that was a growth process for yeah. me. So even when we think we're hearing him or we know we're hearing him and we interpret it and the interpretation may be kind of right and then we put an application to it and it's not probably not the best choice of application, it doesn't mean that we're failures because our failures are really part of our testimony because that's how we know we have success is because we can compare it to where we haven't had great success and I was looking at this Bible verse 
um, in John 10 that says, My sheep will know me, and they will hear my voice, and no other voice will they follow. So when you said a few minutes ago, um, the Word is really where it speaks to us many times, I I think that's so important for believers listening, hearing from their Creator that they are in the Word. Well, it's it's important because God doesn't violate his own word. He doesn't violate his own standard, his own nature or character. And so um, when I first started traveling to East Africa years ago, one of the problems with hearing God, revelation, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, prophecy, et cetera, one of the problems that was had there was these people who called themselves prophets mm-hmm. and went from church to church to church right. and they were really just declaring what they wanted to happen right i can remember people you know where uh, it was a big thing for prophets in east africa it's, we've seen it in the united states and other places too but to go into a setting and tell somebody to divorce their wife mm-hmm. or divorce their husband and marry somebody else wow well you don't have to even think twice about is that your creator speaking the answer is no it's not Mm -hmm. if you know the bible if you know the word right you know that god uh says marriage is permanent you know it's for it's you know does he forgive divorce and does he do we move on after divorce when it does happen yes but his plan is for a husband and wife to come together and that to be a, a permanent relationship uh that divorce is not part of his plan right so when somebody says god wants you to divorce that's not you immediately know that's not well he says he hates divorce yeah it doesn't mean that it it hasn't been allowed at times or there isn't scriptural precedence for it but but jesus even said moses let you because of your hardness of heart moses allowed you to give a right a certificate or a bill of divorce it doesn't mean that god condemns people who've gone through it Right. Or who experience it, but it's not his plan. It's not his his intention. Whether that be, uh, you know, and I, you could get into all kinds of issues of, well, how does that really work? Does it mean I married the wrong person in the first place because I got divorced? Or when we're talking about hearing God, just throw ignore all that. Yeah. That's not the issue. The issue is God doesn't want you to get divorced. Somewhere in the in the process, it wasn't him speaking to you to get divorced. and we Go re- get divorced. Right. That's not God. Did you misunderstand him with who your spouse was going to be, or are you missing him on how? That, that's a completely different topic on, on am I missing him that's on how to topic. fix yeah. my marriage? That's a totally different topic we don't have time to talk about in a podcast like this. So I just don't want people to misunderstand what yeah. I'm saying. And we realize there are a lot of people who have gone through a divorce, so we're not in any way, passing judgment on anyone or no. anything like that. Uh, I have many friends who've gone through divorces. They have beautiful marriages now. You know, well, so you, so you, we're you not the reason. A, you could use a similar example of saying, "I, I don't go." Uh, the, God said for you to go kill so and so. Okay, that's what I was going to say. The reason why we chose that example is because these are extremes that we've actually witnessed in church where people have said, right. "Go divorce your." I don't often hear people say to somebody, go kill somebody else. I have not heard anyone yeah. say that, but uh, I mean, I know there are people who have dreams where things like that happen, but it's usually metaphorical right. or, or an attack in some way. But um, I'm sure there are, I know I'm that sure I've heard are. of cases where 
people have said, I'm supposed to go right. kill somebody and, or and whatever. The point and being those if, are... Ex- yeah. Mm. Right. The point being, if it's directly contrary to Scripture, as a Christian, if it's directly contrary to the Word of God, the written Word, then I can have a confidence I'm not hearing from my Creator because He would not contradict himself directly mm-hmm. now now are there times when this even this can be challenging yes because something that seems contradictory may not be contradictory but there are places where we can just have a confidence mm-hmm. in it thou shalt not kill yeah okay don't go murder somebody mm-hmm. uh, you know somebody says god said for me to tell you to go murder somebody that's not god yeah can it be confusing God said you are supposed to fight in this war. You are supposed to defend your country. You are supposed to enlist in the service and go to fight on the battlefield. Is that contradictory? I don't think Thou so. Thou shalt not kill. Right, but right. You, but some well, people but, but, interpret it that way. And do. so, again, so there, I'm not. There's no place we don't have to approach it with faith. Yeah. Even keeping it in alignment with the mm-hmm, Word of God. Mm-hmm. But, but that's a, a fairly straightforward place well another i mean just because we've already touched on divorce i think it's important that we look at another scriptural uh, example of the prophet who was married to someone who was not faithful to him and he could by moses's mosaic law he could have divorced her Mm -hmm. and he chose to stay with her so just because you have grounds even sometimes god's not saying you should go and do it you know so in that case i'm not saying you should or shouldn't i'm not giving opinion i'm just saying we're looking at no but the 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 issue of understanding how god speaks to us is is what's important there and the issue here becomes one of um god specifically told hosea to marry gomer Mm -hmm. that's the prophet and the prostitute Mm -hmm. okay um he specifically there's nothing that that directly conflicts with God's word about, but it did it potentially conflict with man's understanding of God's word. Right. Uh, did he have grounds for divorce because his wife was unfaithful? You know, in the biblical sense, yes. But had God told him to? So, so you're exactly right that when we look at these type topics, even the solid, easy standards to judge by have a process of trust and recognizing how we're hearing that comes into play. Yeah. Very important. So, you know, another thing I like, and we've talked about in some classes we've taught before, it was the first place I heard it spoken, not that it was the first place it came up, but was uh, John Paul Jackson uh, sharing about this concept of, from the book of Revelations, where it says that uh, about Jesus it says, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Mm-hmm. If any man opens the door, I will come in and sup with him." Mm-hmm. He stands at the door of our heart, you know, asking to come in. And I can remember one of the first times I ever heard this. How do I know it's God's voice? Mm-hmm. Answered, it was John Paul saying, uh, "He doesn't violate his nature, his character. He's a gentleman. He's not forcing things on you." He stands at the door and knocks. He's courteous. He waits mm-hmm. on you to open the door. And so if you feel like you're being overwhelmed mm-hmm. by a voice, overwhelmed by what you're hearing, you're being forced into something, mm-hmm. it's probably not God because yeah. that's not his nature. Well, you know, I think sometimes, too, we've had we've had opportunities in our life of ministry where we've had people come for counseling 
where they said they keep hearing a voice over and over again, and it never, there's never a moment where it's not talking yeah. to them to the point of, you know, they couldn't decide what to wear that morning. They wait to hear God to tell them what to wear or, you know. Those can be extreme cases that we have to be very careful of that we don't get caught. Yes, we are seeking God, but he also put us on the earth to be able to um, have enjoyment. And, and you know, and so I think if, if I'm constantly hearing God's voice, which I'm not saying there isn't like a, um, the Holy Spirit is with me always, and he can speak at any moment, and I can have impressions feelings and emotions throughout the day. But if I have a child that I'm trying to take care of and I'm trying to teach them or there's wonder, how do I have wonder? And wonder is a beautiful thing or perception, going outside and seeing, you know, beautiful creation. If I'm constantly having this, what I would say at that point could be not from God, noise, you know, to distract you from the true nature of God, which sometimes is just peace and quiet. Yeah. You know, uh, well, even the when the scripture is very clear, be yeah. still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. Um, uh, the prophet in the cave, you know, God came, you know, in a, in a quiet voice. He wasn't in the storm. He wasn't in the, you know, he was in the things that were not necessarily obvious, you know. So unless we quiet ourselves, I don't know how we hear from God sometimes. Yeah, and how do I know it's him? How did... Elijah know that God wasn't in the the earthquake, that he wasn't in the fire, that he wasn't in the whirlwind, that he was in the still small voice. Yeah. How did how did he know that? Because that's the real question we get down to. How did he know that? And and God's nature is to bring peace and to bring hope. So can he bring peace into a storm? Absolutely. Can he bring hope into disaster? 100%. Can he speak with the voice of a raging fire or many waters or the sound of thunder? 100%. He can. But his quality, the characteristic is going, no matter what the sound is. See, it wasn't that God wouldn't use thunder, earthquake, whirlwind, fire to speak. It wasn't that he could only speak in a still small voice. It was that in that moment, the still small voice conveyed who he was, Mm -hmm. conveyed his nature, his gentleness, his kindness, his love, Mm -hmm. his affirmation, his hopefulness, his peace. We know he could do that in the thunder too. Well, and we we don't need to uh, forget something else. In addition to that, is sometimes what God wants us to know and what he wants to convey to us whether it be through whatever communication he chooses he can tell us things that are hard yeah it's not that we're always going to hear this beautiful thing i've heard people say you know it should be kind encouraging uplifting well then i have to categorize that then as if god is saying to me if i'm praying and i'm hoping for something and i get a message conveyed to me through hearing, confirmation, whatever, uh, that this is not going to happen in the way that you wanted or the way that you desired. See, that can be painful for someone to hear, but it doesn't mean it's not from God. So I have to look at that as comfort. God prepared me. You know, God is telling me. Or he's saying no in this situation. Something being painful doesn't mean it's hopeless. 
Right. Something being painful doesn't mean it's without comfort. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the the uh, owners of the boat and the captains of the boat that Paul got onto when he says, you know, if you're going to do this, if you want to go on this journey, we shouldn't do this right now. But if you want to go on it, the ship's going to wreck. But everybody's going to live. I just want you I to mean, know. I mean, that wasn't I'm fun sure to hear. I'm sure they probably didn't like that. <laughs> that, But when the shipwrecked, yeah. what did they remember? The ship's going to wreck. Oh, this is horrible and awful. Right. Or did they remember, but no one will be lost? Did it bring comfort there? Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. No one mm-hmm. will be lost. Right. And, and I love this because this also leads us to another one of the ways we know it's God speaking to us. And that is the distinction between conviction and condemnation. Because God is always bringing hope and peace in life. Mm -hmm. Even when he's correcting us, even when he's redirecting us, he'll convict us, give us hope that we can overcome Mm -hmm. an issue. Yeah, and I just like to use the word comfort because, you know, I was thinking um, this would be an extreme case of hearing from God where, you know, um, you just have to be careful how you handle it. Um, I was in my closet preparing for vacation, packing bags and stuff, and I heard this one sentence in my spirit. I don't I don't know how to describe it in my knower. It wasn't like an audible voice speaking no, in your ear. Audible. That's, that's important an, for us to just, make the distinction. So. I just heard this sentence in my spirit. Um, there's going to be loss of life. There's going to be loss of life. And I knew in that moment it was going to be someone close to me. I Don't ask me how. It's just right. something I... So I got concerned because we were leaving to go on vacation, and my first thought was, you know, it, the enemy brings in fear. Oh, we're going to have a wreck. Well, I'm going to lose one of my children. Um, you know, then I, uh, I I started getting fear. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this. So I came to you, and I said, Michael, I just heard this in my spirit, and I, I don't, you know, what do I do with this? And you said, well, let's just pray. And that's what we did. We prayed. We asked that God would protect because we were supposed to go out on some fishing ex, ex, um, ex- fishing expedition. expeditions. Uh, starts an excavation. <laughs> That one, right? Well, that'd be an interesting way to catch fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we we left, went on vacation, and we got a phone call while we were there that my mother had slipped and fell, and had a subdural hematoma, and it didn't like she was going to survive it. Brain bleed, by the way. Yeah. So. so yeah, yeah, she had a brain bleed. Um, we had to rush home. We'd only been gone not even twenty four hours, I don't think. We came home. I wasn't even thinking about what I'd heard in the closet. But it wasn't until weeks later that I remembered having that. Right. And as weird as this may sound, as painful as it was that I lost my mom, that God He knew. Yeah. And sometimes we go through painful things. God knows they're going to happen. And, you know, we can't pray it away, you know. Yeah. That it's, brought me comfort, you know. It it's the not com- the information that's being conveyed that tells us it's God. Yeah. It's the way he speaks to us, the comfort it brings, maybe even not necessarily in the moment it's spoken, but the comfort it ultimately brings, the, the edification or exhortation that it ultimately brings. It's the the the, the nature of who he is that it, that he cared enough to tell you that's part of his nature from the word that 
he he was not condemning you for going on vacation. Well, not only he that. was not saying you shouldn't be on vacation. See that I think sometimes we we hear, and one of the reasons we challenge was it God or not is because we don't want it to impact our plans. Well, maybe that wasn't God, so we can go on vacation anyway. Maybe it's better to say, look, God didn't say don't go on vacation. God said you're going to lose someone. And I really and didn't. That's ex- not going to change whether I'm on vacation or not. You and know? I didn't expect that it was going to happen so soon. I just imagined it being like weeks down the road or months down the road, and God was just preparing me. Little did I know it was within 24 hours. And not only that, um, well, my mom lived a few days, but when it came, when it became comfort to me was when I was kind of beating myself up over if I had just taken her on vacation with me. This wouldn't have happened. But see, before we went on vacation, God spoke that to me. So I have I have to be okay with that. And I know the scripture says Holy Spirit is our comforter. And so um, I receive that as comfort now. Looking back, do I miss my mom? Yes. Uh, do I try to think of a thousand ways that I can prevent other people from dying? Yes, I do. I mean, that's just my nature. Yeah. Um, but... Um, it was comforting later. It you was, know? and 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 that's it's the same thing. That same concept applies when we talk about condemnation versus conviction. The enemy would have wanted you to be in fear and anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. God was saying to you, "Be prepared. There's going to be a difficult time ahead." Mm-hmm. Conviction and condemnation the same way. God says to you, "You can overcome this. Stop. Right. You can beat this." Right. The enemy says. Why bother stopping? Because you're never going to get any better. Things are never going to look any different. Mm-hmm. That's a mountain too big to climb. So you, I think this idea of understanding who God is is the key to knowing it's him speaking. And that's why we come back to John, the passage you talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. The bottom line of knowing it's God speaking is the relationship we have with him. And staying in his word. Spending time with him in his word, mm-hmm. in quiet time, in prayer, in in meditation on, on who he is and fellowship with of other him, fellowshipping believers. with other believers. Yeah. It's that relational component yeah. that lets us know it's him talking. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I know this was I know we touched on a lot of different really heavy things. Um it was good. I think it was a good. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a good. It's it's a, such a common question yeah. that it's not easy to take ten or fifteen minutes or thirty minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and and answer the question in full. Yeah. Uh, understanding the answer to that question takes a lifetime. Yeah. How do I know it's it God? Does. Every day I'm having to trust. Yeah. Every day I'm having to grow a little closer to Him. Because as soon as I'm confident I hear him in the things that are this size, he starts talking to me about things that are this size. Mm-hmm. And now I'm right back to having to trust and learn to hear him again yeah, and true. recognize it's him. Good. So. Well, we're so glad that you joined us today. And um, I don't know how to wrap this up because you usually wrap it up. So if I wanted to tell people how they could look for more stuff is you want to tell them all right we're glad you're with us uh uh, you know we've been gone for a little bit we've had a lot of things going on in our life uh but you can always keep up with us on facebook we're found now on facebook under conversations with the creator 
Uh, we're on all the podcasting sources. We continue to be on as of this broadcast under Dream Stories, but we'll soon be adding the uh, tag uh, Conversations with the Creators, a podcast to follow there. You can find us on uh, uh, a lot of other uh, media, but basically uh, communicate with us or connect with us through YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel, Conversations with the Creator, or Dream Stories, and Facebook, and then um, our website, which is now findable both ways, conversationswiththecreator.com or mydreamstories.com, either one. Mm. So we look to hear from you. Hey, this whole episode came from a question somebody in our audience asked. So ask the questions. We, you know, uh, pay attention. We want, we want to hear from you. We That's want right. to address the topics that are of interest to you. It may not be that we get to it, you know, immediately, immediately yeah. but we're going to pay attention to those questions and try and talk about them and answer the ones we can and learn together on the rest of them. So good to have you today. We'll see you again next time.